concussion protocol uh, week six part two. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we'll call it. Week seven. We decided think. yesterday because we had only gotten through one half of one half of the league. That would be a quarter. Um, <laughs> that we should release a second episode this week and finish off the NFC, the AFC, because yeah. uh, otherwise we'll be talking about a roundup of teams until just before the playoffs start. And what use is that? And everything we said in the first episode will have been. Completely invalid yeah, by yeah, the end yeah, of the exactly. last one. So. We need to get it out while the information's yeah. still hot. Got to speed our shit up. Yeah. So, so uh, now we're today. So we discuss we discussed the West and the East yesterday. So today we'll discuss the AFC North and South. Can we please talk with start with the North? I need to talk about some good teams. Yeah, like, yeah. Cleanse the palate before we get to before the AFC we have to like this. Ugh. Yeah. Let's talk about the North first. Uh, leading the AFC North at this time is the Cincinnati Bengals, who are now six and zero, and deservedly so, in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah, very good team, fantastic team, led by a quarterback that, again, there's so many quarterbacks. I think that the league fans, everything in the NFL, quarterbacks are so important that people just fall in love with them and keep stay in love with them until they die mm-hmm. like right right up until the end of fucking Favre's career everybody was watching him like he was the best quarterback in people the league still want him yeah, to retire yeah exactly like, they want him to want come him out to of retirement and pe- and and people like Andy Dalton fought, fall by the wayside in fandism unless you're live in Cincinnati he gets you know no respect he gets no respect but he deserves respect man he's a heck of a quarterback and he's showing what he can do with the strong team in front of him. You know, him, his reputation and the reputation of, of guys with a, with similar difficulties uh, like Philip Rivers, for instance, it's this NFL fan mentality where when you think in football terms, you, you know, oh, he's never done anything in the playoffs. But the the postseason, the whole season in the NFL is so short. It's mm. such a small sample size of games to judge a guy like Andy Dalton on. I mean, all quarterbacks, even Aaron Rodgers, have have quarters or halves or whole games where they just melt down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them bad quarterbacks. It certainly does. You know, Drew Brees has had some epic meltdowns. It doesn't mean that he's a bad quarterback. No. Nope. So, like we said earlier, there's 32 people that you know are deemed like. Physically and mentally able to run a football team. Yeah, Andy yeah, Dalton yeah. is one of them, and like 32 people isn't a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. the guy some credit. So just because he's had a couple of bad playoff games um, doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's and definitely by far not the worst I, in the league. He was not the worst starter in the league. No, absolutely far. not. And, and, and in fantasy terms, he has been a consistent QB1 when he doesn't uh, lose all his weapons, which mm. is what's happened in the last couple of years. Plus, when you say like. People dismiss him because of what he does in the playoffs. I mean, if you're living the fantasy life, the playoffs don't really matter yeah, yeah, exactly, anyway, exactly. right? What's your stupid opinion about Philip Rivers or Andy Dalton being a choker? D- d- you you know. should drop that. Yeah, you should drop up. that attitude it because matter. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all about the regular season. Our playoffs happen during the worst part of the regular season. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It makes it more exciting. I mean, uh, also in Cincinnati, we've got a very strong two-headed backfield yeah, that yeah. is uh, incredible, and neither of them should be uh, you know, sold. 
you, no. you should be holding both of those guys because you've got Giovanni Bernard, who is coming up big this year. When they give him the ball, he makes plays. It's yeah. really nice. But you've got Jeremy Hill, who is a beast, and they know it, and they're going to keep using him, and he's going to break out. Yeah, he's, a lot, he's start, like one of those yeah. guys like Lacey, where it's yeah. like week 9, 10, he comes into his own, and you're things, thankful. <laughs> and you're thankful. So yeah. if you sell, if you could go and buy Jeremy Hill, buy him. If you thinking about selling him, you are an idiot. Yeah, I, the thing about about both those running backs, uh, Gio Bernard is uh, a pass catching back. Uh, if they could use them the way they were meant to be used, like uh, well, J- Jeremy Hill between the pet tackles, Gio Bernard as the pass catching third down back. Yeah. But that, that, that's, that's, that's actually that's where, I was, where they're getting. That's actually where I was going with this: is that Gio Bernard is a pass catching back who is unusually good between the tackles, and like mm-hmm. you know, they, they use him to score touchdowns sometimes. Uh, they don't use him as a power back, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not like like Andre Ellington, uh, where they were trying to you know make a, a square peg fit in a round hole last year. It, it's it's more that he he's good at it and he consistently gets the touchdowns. Flip side. Jeremy Hill is a power back with really soft hands, yeah. so he can catch passes, which is why he came on so strong last year when when Gio Bernard was injured because yeah. they would just not pull him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what that means is that when Jeremy Hill reestablishes himself as the power runner, um, they're not going to want to sub him out of games for Gio Bernard uh, in the They'll middle start of start strategically using yeah, Gio Bernard exactly and the way they should be, and that's another thing in the league that drives me crazy is a lot of these teams they have. They ride hot hands when it's clear to me that a lot of running backs in the league need a few games in a row to get the yep. steam behind them to yep. get to where they need to be. And Jeremy Hill, unfortunately, is one of those guys who suffered from a management team that hasn't given him the time because Gio Bernard has been such a hot hand. I'm not going to tell them how to run their team. Yeah. They're winning games. They're 6-0. They've made good decisions. But if you want Jeremy Hill to get into his prime, yeah. you're going to have to give him some time to shine. Oh, absolutely. There, there, are, there are running backs in the NFL who are just definitely volume guys. Chris Ivory is another one. Mm-hmm. Chris Ivory Well, that's why, on That's volume. why he's doing yeah. so well this because year. Because he's finally got the no, volume. And there's nobody else to choose from. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he, it just goes to show, if you ran Jeremy Hill like that... Uh, you know, and, and actually, there, some coaches do know that, which is, I think, why the Cowboys. Not to get too far afield from the AFC, yeah, yeah, yes, we'll get we'll get to the Cowboys. We really like to talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, I guess. but the, but the Cowboys, I think, have realized the same thing, and that's why they're switching to Christine Michael because he's a guy that you pound, 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 and then and he starts his building reads up steam. get better, yeah. his eyes get better, everything gets, and better. the defense it's, gets tired of hitting Christine Michael because he's he hurts. He's a know? truck, yeah, yeah. and his communication gets better, like the on-field experience, those yeah. six seconds of playtime every time. Yeah, that gets him closer to being a real integral part of the team. So you need to get guys like that on yeah, the field. Yeah, and Jeremy so. Hill is the is maybe the the most the hardest runner in the NFL. Like he really when he's hot, he he looks dangerous. He mm. looks he looks like Chris Ivory. So, AJ motherfucking Green. Yeah, yeah, let's switch to wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, there's another place where, where Cincinnati's rolling deep right uh, now. AJ Green is like that's a guy you want for the. If you have him on your team, he better be there for the rest of the season because he's not going away. And then when you try to double cover AJ Green, who is as good as Des Bryant or Julio Jones, frankly, yeah. you got have Mohamed Sanu you there. You got a Sanu up your butt. Man. You got a Sanu up your butt. And then you've got Andrew Hawkins, who's pretty. Not Andrew Hawkins. No. Uh, uh, Brendan Tate? Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Uh, then you've got Marvin Jones, uh, who's you know just as dangerous, frankly, as Sanu. And then Tyler Eifert for a tight end. Yeah. It's, so it's there's a, there's tons of targets. This is like uh, when we were talking about San Diego yesterday. Yeah. This is a team where you want the Andy Dalton on this team because 
they're playing Gio Bernard, and he catches passes. So that means one, two, three, four good targets downfield for him to be throwing the ball to. Yeah, some some weeks AJ Green is going to get quadruple covered, and Tyler Eifert's going to have thirty points, which yeah. happened in whatever it was, week three or whatever. Yeah. Uh, those are the weeks when when it would be nice to not own AJ Green, but to own Andy Dalton instead, because mm-hmm. you get all the the reward, none of the risk. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think unfortunately the Andy Dalton ship has sailed in in most fantasy leagues. Same as Carson Palmer, for instance. Uh, people are are people are Starting finally wising up. This shit finally up. wising up. Yeah. Philip Rivers is a maybe the number one quarterback this week. I think like he's you know it, it's. Finally, people are starting to wise up to the to the difference now that Peyton Manning and Drew Brees are imploding. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I mean if you can if you can swing a trade for Andy Dalton, if his owner's still not higher on him as high as he should be, and if Andy Dalton ends QB one this year, I am zero percent surprised. Yeah, you know he's having a fantastic. I think if you're season. a Bengals fan this year, you're going to be a really happy. Kid. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're going. They're, they're going, going to go to the championship. I think. Yeah, they're probably going the, to the divisional championship fun. at least. So uh, after them, uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are... There's a team that's going to, in my opinion, come through adversity with so much power... Oh, yeah. You won't even know what hit you. Yeah. You're sitting there watching Pittsburgh going, oh, my God, Vixen now, Roethlisberger's out, people... uh, Bryant was suspended, things just aren't coming together... I'll tell you what, as soon as that Big Ben puts his shoes on again and his helmet, they're going to turn this thing around so hard because there's so much talent there. You know, pulling out that that win last week with Landry, Mm -hmm. I think that saved their season. Mm -hmm. Getting one win out of the Roethlisberger... Lessness? Yeah, yeah. Like, one was all they needed, and they did better than that. So, like, I think that that Pittsburgh is going to... Because spirits are still high. Yeah, exactly. They they feel like we stole one. Not maybe we stole one. We fought hard for this, and Mm -hmm. we got it. And now our leader's coming back, and Martavis Bryant is back, and LeVeon Bell has been back for a couple weeks now. Mm -hmm. And they're finally the team that they think they can be and yeah look out man look out that defense is is uh eh, it's good enough it's good enough yeah. to Shazir yeah. looks really good well if he's he ever freaking machine. plays a game he's yeah. a tackling machine and it's nice to have talent on your defense that can get the ball back to your offense those tackling linebackers are always dinged up i mean puzzle is the ultimate example right yeah. like it's yeah. just uh, you can't just be the guy whose job is to fling yourself at running backs yeah. all day long you can't human miss you know, we, we were just talking long. about christine michael and chris ivory and these kinds of running backs there where they just grind down the defense because yeah. the linebackers don't want to hit him anymore yeah. Well, yeah the guy we're talking about is ryan shazier who's like no please and i don't want to hit him again oh. i mean chris borland retired after one year of that because he was like well, oh look, wait a minute i look in the guy's eyes like shazier or puzzle is they do want to hit them. Oh, again. they do. Yeah. It just comes to a point where they physically can't yes, yes. because they're broken. Yeah. So that's something that, uh, you know, LeVeon Bell is going to be doing all year. And uh, when he when the passing game gets together, the holes are going to open up wider for him. Yeah. Pittsburgh's a team that I would want to own everything I possibly can on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. If yeah. you have Roethlisberger and you didn't drop him when you when he got injured, you're a smart man. Yeah, and if you if you or woman if you waited through the Bryant suspension, you know if you held on throughout that whole time mm. uh, and his week mm. uh, his first week coming back and worrying about Vic, yeah, you know you feel really good about yourself right now. If you if you are the Antonio Brown uh, owner who's been getting these awful buy low offers the last couple of weeks. You're, you're patting yourself on the back. Yeah, so, yeah if I, you can if you can convince anybody to sell you Brown right now in your league, congratulations yeah. because I would never sell him. Yeah, uh, the only piece of fool's gold in that offense is well, other than uh, than Marcus Wheaton. 
Yeah, Marcus Wheaton. We call him hoops because more times than not, he creates kind of a basketball hoop with his arms and the ball travels through it like it's going into another It's like dimension. a magic trick because the ball goes through the dead center of his arm hoop. Yeah. It's like, it's like his arm hoop corrects yeah, the he, last he, second. It's like he was taught that the... The then you score points. Get it's like Quidditch, yeah, yeah, right? Like yeah. you make your own ring You're, and the ball just goes right he's through. He's bad, is yeah. what we're saying. He's uh, listed number two on the depth charts. It's there for some reason. But I, but I imagine that is going to change dramatically and quickly when Big, uh, Big Ben comes back. Martavis Bryant, to Bryant. Martavis Bryant last year never played more than 59% of the snaps in any game. Uh, even That was his highest level. Uh, his first game back, he played 64 points. Yeah, so exactly. they, they, know. they and then, know. And then when their team comes back together, he'll be number two. Yeah, yeah. and then... Uh, uh, the other guy who you know is Heath Miller. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't mm. he he's he's a great option for the team. It's nice that the yeah. team has him yeah. out there. Does he get hit in the end zone a lot? No. Does he make huge long plays? No. Is he fantasy relevant? His his health is an upgrade. Nah. No, no. His health <laughs> is an upgrade for for whoever's quarterback, aka Roethlisberger, when he's back. Yeah. It's not an upgrade for anyone else. He he's what I call Wilson points. Remember we were talking about Russell Wilson? Yeah, exactly. He's just he's just one of the ben, many hands. If you have Ben, yeah. it's nice to have Heath on the field. Yeah, exactly. But if not, you have Heath, it's not nice to have Heath. No, on no, the field. no. He he's your what? What have I done with my life? Tight end. Like yeah. if you're at the point of having rostering him, you should be asking yourself some tough questions uh next up is the cleveland browns a team that not as bad as we thought they not, were gonna be. You see okay so that's we said that about oakland uh because and we also saw like in oakland we see a team that we didn't think would be as bad but it's also like turning around mm-hmm. and we had said that it's possible in two years we see a oakland dynasty yeah team. and then jacksonville we said they they are a bad team but they're getting better yet. yeah oh right we haven't <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we we said that about um, San Diego, San Diego. But I mean, San Diego and Cleveland, you can't really compare. No, them to. no, no. But Oakland is a team where we thought was bad, but they're getting better. Here's a team in Cleveland that we thought was bad is better. Are they going to get better than this? I don't see it. I personally don't see them getting any better than they are right now. Because although I don't see them getting any better than they are right now, because I um, they're they're talented, but I don't know. There's something wrong with management. They don't something. There's there's the, the owner there's, is a felon. And, yeah, oh, excuse me. I, I shouldn't say that because it's technically libel. Now that I'm saying yeah. it, probably, so let me let me rephrase that. The owner is a yeah. The owner <laughs> the owner is a bad man who had to settle uh, out of court with the government for some bad man stuff. Yeah. And he hired an idiot who likes to text the coach from the press box, which is also against the rules. Mm. Uh, they're drafting strategy to date has been a disaster. Yeah. Uh, they wasted a first round pick on Johnny Manziel. Uh, you know, like it's just, they are a top to bottom dumpster fire of a team. Yeah. But with, they're doing better than they were expected to. Yeah. Would I want to own anything no. in that? I think that you, you've got one guy to own and it's only if you're desperate on that team. And his name is Travis Benjamin because for some reason he busts big plays here and there. Two Otherwise, names. Duke, I'll take Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson also. I'll take Duke he's, Johnson. He's and, not as hurt as they, like his concussion is no longer a factor. He's coming back in. Yeah. They and do w- like to run the ball. They like Crowell. to throw the ball short to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crowell isn't being as effective. Although he's looked kind of good in the last couple of weeks, every once in a while he doesn't put up the numbers. Well, and he's going to start losing his job to Turbin, right? Yeah. That whole situation is yeah. going to turn into some muddy timeshare. But in it's the a pass- dirty, dirty backfield. Yeah, in the time in the passing down situations, it's definitely Duke Johnson. 
Wait, you need pothole. In the passing down. In the passing down situations, it's it's very much Duke Johnson's job. Uh, so he's he's at that tier of running backs like Charles Sims or uh, Theo Riddick, where they have value just because their teams are bad and usually play from behind. So you know, like they're not gonna if you're in a non PPR league, they're 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 only gonna give you five to fifteen points a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's a good bet for all, a minimum five to eight. You know, so I like I like Duke Johnson that way. Uh, like you said, Travis Benjamin. He, Travis Benjamin scares me because every year there's this guy. Uh, a couple of years ago it was Riley Cooper who was just getting lucky every week and. A bad fantasy player thinks that that means that he's now something that he's not. Uh, in the case of Travis Benjamin now, I think we can say he's done it enough weeks that maybe it's the real deal. Uh, he seems to be getting a lot of targets. Uh, so you well, know. I think the different one of the differences, uh, like a little deeper in the knowledge factor, is Travis Benjamin wants to stay in Cleveland and his contract is yes. coming up too. Yes. So, so he's playing, he's there's a guy yeah. who's yeah. playing for his job, right? Yeah. It's like uh, it's like um, what's his name in Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we were saying uh, on yesterday's episode that uh, you know Fitzpatrick looks like a guy who's playing with for his job, and when you've got a guy who's either playing for his job or playing for a race, they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, frankly, he uh, he said in his quote that his wife likes it in Cleveland. You know, he's fucking dangerous. When the wife wants you to stay, you do what you can. <laughs> you do what she tells you. <laughs> And when the wife wants to stay in Cleveland and you have to fight for your job in Cleveland, I mean, you should be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. You should that, be able to get that. There. And that's the, that's the point, right, <laughs> is that um, they are a team in transition. They don't have a, a first-round rookie wide receiver that's waiting on the depth chart that he's going to take well, they really Travis don't. Benjamin. They, they don't have uh, anything to play for this year, you know what I mean? So they're just going to keep running out. Uh, you know, McCown and, and Travis Benjamin and letting them goof around. And if, as long as the fans are still buying tickets, who gives a shit? So, you know, whatever Travis Benjamin's giving you right now, uh, WR2, three numbers, you know, start start banking on it because it appears that it's not going away. Yeah. I, I, There's no I other caution, options. I caution no hesitation just because I, it's not sustainable. No. But, it, but not, sustainable no mean, not sustainable can mean a lot of things. Yeah. It's not sustainable in the sense that it definitely won't be here as of week one next year. Yeah. And oh, that team better shake things up or they're just going to keep browning oh, all of over course. the place. But, but, well, they will. So, spoiler alert. Yeah. I hear from the future they brown themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but somewhere between now and next year, he will will stop being good it might be week 14 and if so hooray for you yeah. right like we don't know but uh just don't buy him thinking that he's a a wr2 he's not he's he's you know you can't keep catching those riley cooper passes and and thinking that that this is sustainable um we got one more team left oh no we got one more player left on the browns oh you want to talk about I somebody want, else i want to talk about gary barnage come oh, on yeah, come on right. where is this uh Caucasian, the Caucasian Crusader, Caucasian uh, Crusader. Oh my what God, else? Barnage, uh, Bronk, 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 Bronkhouse. Where the hell did he come from? Yeah, I mean, thirty years old, never done dick all uh, on the Browns. This is what happens when you get <laughs> on a team and you show you can do something. You get your chances on a team that doesn't have other options. Sometimes guys shine. Yeah, Barnage is one of these guys. Yeah, I, you know, I, some NFL fans say things like, like when a guy like Barnage or Forsett starts breaking out uh, really late in their career, people say, "Oh well, come on, he's been." He's been on a team for so many years. Yeah, the same shit we were saying about Christine Michael, right? Mm-hmm. He's been on a team for so many years. He hasn't done anything. This can't possibly last Continue. or be, be yeah. anything real. You know, 
Find you a guy. Find how, you need the right but situation. Here's the thing. How many how many times on this podcast have you and I talked about bad managers or bad coaches who can't recognize talent? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the idea Barnard that, is one of these guys. Exactly. Been, like de- buried under a depth chart somewhere because the coach had some pet project or yeah. was not playing tight ends properly yeah. or whatever the Who's fuck was going on. Banked his whole career on making this one tr- decision on this one player work out and yeah. it doesn't. And Barnard is just like. Well, I'm still here. Yeah. So if you if you look if you if you don't want to believe in Gary Barnage, just look around the NFL. Justin mm-hmm. Forsett is another Gary Barnage. Carson Palmer is another Gary Barnage. Yeah. Right. He was the lead quarterback in in Cincinnati. They fired him, or they, or they they benched him, and then they kept him for a whole year, and they wouldn't even release him, and he wanted to go to another team, and then finally the Raiders had to prime away the two first round draft picks, mm-hmm. which is this whole fucking fiasco. His career was quote unquote over. Now he's probably the number one quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. Right. So. You know, just because is some, Barnage going to be the number one tight end in the in the NFL by the end of the year? Probably not. Probably not. But there aren't any other options in Cleveland. Yeah. Other like, and he's got he's going to get the he's ball. Got he's got hands. hands. He's man. got size. He's got athleticism. Yeah. He's got hands. He doesn't have to run huge amounts before he catches the ball. He's out there. He's a good option. Yeah, he's fantasy value. Dude caught a ball with his taint the other week. Yeah, like dude come on. caught a ball with his taint. I mean, it's true. You know, we'll like, watch the replay. Yeah, we'll it put was, it on our website. It was an amazing, like, <laughs> like circus catch, bounce off the taint into the hands. Sort yeah. of. So, like, I see that, and and again, like, I, that's I don't wanna, ball awareness. I don't want to keep using the same example, but Forsett is really the perfect comparison. You know, just because a guy's thirty doesn't mean he's not good. Yeah. The, you know, chances are he wouldn't be in that position if he wasn't. So, uh, follow the points. With, sure. with Barnage, I, I have to say it. You know, I, and I hate saying follow the points because I think it's a sloppy way to look at things. But it's been enough weeks now. It's like Travis Benjamin. And just below the the Browns, we have a team we're probably going to we probably wrap up in less than four minutes. The St. Louis Rams. Oh, there is nothing to own there. Um, Gurley, Gur, Gur, I would own Gurley. Is it exciting to play him every week? Probably not. Probably not. Not a lot of touchdown opportunities. Not, not, That's the biggest problem. Yeah, the thing is they're going to end up kicking field goals. Is it great to have in a keeper league? Yes. Is anybody else on that team to, to own? Not with Nick Foles throwing the ball. Yeah, that's the thing is that Jeff Fisher is a mediocre coach, and he has been a mediocre coach for many years now. We have seen this song and dance. It is not going to change. That team is perpetually eight and eight, yeah, seven and nine, or nine and seven. Yeah. If they oh, it's going to be worse this year. Yeah, and so the thing about well, Gurley, like four wins or something. Todd Gurley is is amazing, but he's not like. When he's the only option, he can't get anywhere. You know, Steven Jackson was amazing, too. Steven Mm -hmm. Jackson also didn't get a lot of touchdowns because Steven Jackson was on the fucking Rams. A bad team with a bad coach. So, you know, I just don't see Gurley uh, putting up better numbers than he's got now until there's a a change in St. Louis. Uh, But some sort of other game that can distract them from the run game. Because, like, well, again, if you're Todd Gurley on the Rams, like other, like... Adrian Peterson, like Adrian Peterson yeah. on the Vikings, like uh, there's, you know, they're going to the ground. What else are they going to do? They're going to d- get Foles to throw a long ball to Quick, who just got back. Well, maybe, but probably not. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, the, and then of course, you know, the, the the even if they were going to do that, they got five penalties on that drive, and uh, you know, it was third and forty-seven because yeah. you know they, they're an undisciplined team with a bad coach. Uh, so that sums the, up the Rams. An so, undisciplined team, an undisciplined team and a bad own. coach. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, that's it for that. Let's do the AFC stuff. I'm ready to yeah, talk about we're trash. Gonna get, yeah, now that we've hit the Rams, we're just going to finish with the worst division piece of that division, the AFC South, yeah, the who is being led by the Indianapolis Colts right now. The, the AFC South is the is the sports version of that taste the morning after you drink too much when you can taste the vomit and cigarettes. You, know? uh, like you don't even remember uh, barfing, but you got that. Yeah, that's... A team with the Colts in a comfortable number one position. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you see great. the punt? Did you see the Griff Whalen? This fake punt. This fake punt. There? No, I have no idea fuck. what the hell that's all about. What? What? Ha- it was. I, I read a whole article about. Believe what it or not, on Sundays I have other things. To yeah, do. you have to actually do things. <laughs> um, you know, the, I saw the play. Um, I saw the. Exp- I read the explanation. The explanation makes no sense. It is the probably the final straw for P- Chuck Pagano's career. Um, you know, Jim Irsay is a very involved owner and saw that and is embarrassed, I'm sure, uh, by all the people making fun of him because he's a, a petty man who mm-hmm. gets embarrassed, right? So, you know, uh, I think Chuck Pocano's gone. I think if you're an Andrew Luck owner, you're probably relieved because he's not a very good coach. And long term, this is probably good for Luck. So, Well, I think if you're looking at the depth charts of the Colts... Right now, you gotta be. You must be right in what you're saying because you look at the depth chart. There's a lot of talent there with oh, yeah. the team, and they're winning their division. But they just don't look good doing it. And, no. and there's a team. That's a team there that has Andrew Luck and a quarterback and four viable wide receivers. Oh, try seven, man. Yeah, they got exactly. better wide receivers on their practice squad than some NFL teams. Exactly. Out there. So, so once somebody. It steps up and makes a change and kind of like does whatever needs to be done in Indianapolis to make that team real again, then I can see them, you know, being more worthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, of course I don't Andrew Luck if I could. He kind of looks... Yeah, But, yeah. you know... He'll be fine. He, he'll be fine. And then there's you got Moncrief, you got Dorsett, you got Hilton, Hilton uh, you got Andre Johnson who... You know, this is it. This yeah. is his last year, but there's going to be weeks where he all of a sudden appears. He's he's Russell Wilson points. Yeah, exactly. That's all he is. He's, 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 those good, Wilson he's good for luck. Yeah, he's 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 going to give you some. And that's speaking of Wilson points, uh, Dwayne Allen, Kobe Fleener. Uh, yeah, you know, neither of them are guys you want to start in fantasy, but they're gonna they're gonna they're contribute gonna get, but, to the pass catching. You know, and Frank Gore looks good. People, yeah. oh yeah, people kind of put him down for being an old man, but he looks good there. Yeah. So, and they just uh, they good brought, for the Colts. They brought back uh, what's his nuts, uh, uh, Matt Bradshaw. They, they, yeah, they brought back Ahmad Bradshaw, who was great on that team last year. I don't think I, there was a sudden rush to go out and claim him um, when when they signed him. Like everyone was saying, oh, should I drop Christine Michael for Ahmad Bradshaw because he had a great year last year? No. No. Frank Gore is there now. Yeah. That's what they did. But instead of keeping Ahmad Bradshaw and doing that again, yeah. they let him go, signed Frank Gore, some other assholes got injured, yeah. and now Ahmad Bradshaw like is back Zerlon for less money to replace those other, you know, mm-hmm. you know shitty guys. So yeah. uh, Frank Gore is still the number one running back there and, and will be until further notice. He's definitely worth owning. Uh, so is Ahmad Bradshaw if you have some garbage on your team. Like yeah. If you had Lorenzo Taliaferro, who's now on IR, yeah. you know, and you're dropping someone, sure, pick up Bradshaw. Yeah, exactly. Um, right after the Colts, we have the Houston Texans mm. with Brian Hero Hoyer. Yeah. And uh, 
one hell of a wide receiver. Yeah, a couple, a couple of wide receivers. Jalen Strong might be something in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, he's a guy that definitely has dynasty value. Mm-hmm. But I mean, personally, the only guy on that team that I want to own this year. Oh, it's not. Is, yeah, yeah, is, it's DeAndre Hopkins yeah, for sure. Uh, Hopkins, and in IDP leagues, it's always nice to have a JJ Watt, but he's just not doing what he could do last. last yeah, and, and I think it's it's getting concerning. You know, it's been two weeks now, uh, plus a couple of other kind of clunker games. I'll tell you what. Other, uh, another thing about Houston, um, a lot of people said, you know, don't don't draft Arian Foster. But if we you were did, wrong. if you did, yeah. you made a great decision. Well, you know, you and I come back, and he looks like, uh, you know, Brady level angry. You know, yeah. he, he wants to play that game. You, you and I had a conversation about him right before the draft, um, talking about like where would you take him as, mm-hmm. a, as a risk reward? We like, we like no, no. I was six. like, I was saying like, like. I was thinking third because I was starting to get the sense because the the the, the, yeah, the didn't. talk I didn't no no, no <laughs> I got scooped I think he went around earlier than I planned on taking him possibly um, and and he's just he's been so good for so long even though people keep wanting to doubt him that again it's like the Travis Benjamin thing like at a certain point I have to throw in the towel and say mm-hmm. fuck it all right he's, he is what he is he's mm-hmm. in the RB one. You know, yeah, he's a vegan with shitty hamstrings who can't stay healthy. But when he when he's playing ball, he's he plays the he ball. Plays ball. He so. plays the ball. He catches the ball. He runs the ball. He's yeah. good between the tackles. He's good pa- catching passes. He's a heck of an investment. And he never team. seems to he he always seems to be on the verge of getting injured, but he never seems to stay injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know something I think, is to be said about veganism. Yeah, even apparently. if you're a giant athletic man, sometimes yeah. uh, you know he whatever must eat a shitload of almonds. Like, I don't even want to think about how many almonds that man eats. So many nuts in his mouth. So many nuts in his mouth. It's crazy but he is, a, he is a good player. Uh, oh, and I don't even want to talk about the next team. Oh, really? Is it Jacksonville? Is no, it? no, no, no. Uh, it's Tennessee. Oh. The Tennessee Titans. I don't Tennessee. think I've ever owned anything on their team, and I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, traded, I traded away Mariota. Okay, wait. I forgot the Tennessee's where Mariota's at. Mariota still excites me. He's fun because it's his first year... And he's excited, and he's a rookie, and he's better than Winston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, and and look, okay. Let's let's first. I'm going to make a list of all the good things about Tennessee. Uh, Marcus Mariota is probably the real deal. Looks like a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Their future is pr- unless they injure him, which f- based on what they did with him last week, there's a good chance that they might fuck this up and injure him because yeah, they yeah. left him in that game way longer yeah, than they, they should have. Did not need to leave him in there. So you know their future is set at quarterback unless they screw this up, which as we will get to in a moment, it, they might. Yeah, uh, they have good wide receivers. Kendall Wright is very good. Yes. Doriel Green Beckham is very good, uh, even though they won't use him properly. No. Um, and then they've got some some depth behind that. Although I really wish that they would. Just Justin Hunter and Harry Douglas. Harry Douglas is garbage. Yeah. Justin Hunter. Harry Douglas is first on their death chart still for some reason. Oh, well, that, I don't know why. Yeah, and, and we'll get there. Maybe We're, they just like the name Harry Douglas. Hang on, let's talk about the bad list in a second. So yeah. that's the oh oh, and Delaney Walker is yes, he's good. Underrated, he's a, yeah, as seriously, fuck. he underrated. is he is a consistent tight end one. Yeah, is he sexy? No, but he's tough as hell. So yeah. he's always playing injured, playing through injuries, yeah. and succeeding despite them. So. Yeah. You know, I love. I that's love what you need as a t- as a tight end because that's that's what happens. Yeah, you get those guys a lot. get rocked. Yeah, so that's uh, that's it for the. Oh, and uh, David Cobb. No, I can't no, say anything nice about him. I can't even say anything nice about him. All right, so let's talk about the bad things. 
Yeah. Uh, first on the list is uh, speaking of David Cobb is, is the no, it's the running back situation in general. The whole thing. The whole thing. Uh, and I, Dexter McCluster, Bishop Sankey, Sankey, Sankey. Uh, Terrence West is now sitting that bed down there. Antonio Andrews. Antonio Andrews looks good, but again, he's like a Ronnie Hill. He's too small. He's too small. He'll oh, he'll man. get options, it's but I don't think he'll. Like, I don't think he'll. Uh, it's not any of their fault, shine. man. No, it's not any of their fault. All of this comes back to Ken Wisenhunt is not a good coach. I think that we've had enough tape on him now that we know he is he is he makes Andy Reid look like fucking, you know, Bill Parcells. Like he's just not Bill Parcells wasn't even a very good coach. Uh he he's just not a very good coach. Like he um the reason the running back situation is so so out of sync is because rather than uh, taking the players that he has and saying, okay, what are their strengths and weaknesses and how can I scheme around how them? How can we figure it out? How can we figure it out? He constantly just berates and switches them around when they don't it's fit whatever. It's like he's whatever. trying to shove one of those like, yeah. circle blocks through the square hole or triangle hole and yeah. it's just not and, working. And, and, and his metric for deciding what shape is the hole and what peg is the player yeah. also seems to be wrong because yeah. like last year... Okay, is, is, Bishop, is Bishop Sankey been a huge disappointment to date? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he was using uh, uh, Sean Green, who was much worse than Sankey last year, yeah. well into past the point where that became obvious in their yeah. yards per carry. Yeah. So he just doesn't know what he's doing. And it's not just the running backs. It's the whole team, right? Like, Marcus Mariota bruises his MCL. And this is their franchise quarterback, and they they have maybe one of the best run, uh, backup quarterbacks in the league in Zach Mettenberger, mm-hmm. who frankly could have been the starter if they hadn't drafted Mariota. So like, let's never even mind that. Yeah. So they got this perfectly adequate young backup, but no, let's leave Mariota in there and maybe end his career right now. Let's just see if we could Robert Griffin this in the first half <laughs> of his first season, right? <laughs> no like, shit. I, if I own any part of Tennessee, I would sell. I just. Yeah. There's possible upsides, but in a dynasty too setting, scary. Yeah, in a dynasty setting, I like Kendall Wright, I like Mariota, I like Doriel Green Beckham, I even like David Cobb because I think the next coach will realize that he's well, he's going to come um, out of come back on the team and he's the well, if he comes back into the, Ken Weisenhunt's hands, he's just going to be like fuck you too. Oh, it's the seventh running back that displeases me. Like at some <laughs> point, dude, you need to figure out maybe it's not seven professional athletes in a row are inadequate. Yeah, maybe you're the problem. Yeah, maybe you're the problem. So you know, like I look at I look at Rex Ryan in 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 Buffalo, just being like, okay, well, my McCoy's injured, my Carlos Williams is injured, Booby Dixon. You yeah. know, let's just we're gonna we're gonna run the Booby Dixon offense. We're gonna. Yeah. Sign Dan Heron. You know, like some coaches get it, even if they're bad coaches, and others don't. And, and Ken Weisenhunt, there's something wrong with him where he cannot evaluate talent. They keep signing the wrong guys. They keep cutting guys who might have some promise. They keep making bad trades. I, if you look at a history of the transactions of the Tennessee Titans, who they drafted, how many games they got out of their draft picks, you would see a consistently terrible team. Mm. It's like the Browns. I don't want to own them because they don't know what they're doing. And even if they had a good player and I drafted that player, they would misuse him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You would just end up watching him get benched. Mm -hmm. Doriel Green-Beckham. Perfect example. I know. Perfect example. It's sad. He's the he's the second best wide receiver on that team and their best red zone presence other than Delaney Walker. And they do not use him. They don't use him. They don't use him. And why is that going to be different with the next guy? It's not. It's not. Because so it's not that guy's fault. Yeah. So the Tennessee Titans are a write-off team until they until they get a better coach and a better you know Runston Webster is also a bad GM. Mm-hmm. He he just makes bad trades, assigns the worst free agents in the league. Uh, their offensive line is a joke. Um, 
Yeah, bad team. Bad team. Uh, Jacksonville is one and five. Yeah, and so Jacksonville. But again, I I like what Jacksonville's doing. I think if I own Allen Robinson or Allen Hearns or Blake Bortles yeah. or uh, you know any of those guys that uh, or. Um, uh, what's his name? The tight end there, uh, Julius Thomas. Yeah, I think that I feel really good about the fact that even though they're losing, they're coached well. You know, they're losing because their defense is young and doesn't know how to stop the ball. But their linebackers are like learning the game, and, yeah. and you know, they're playing just a very basic vanilla coverage. Like it's just this isn't their year to show that they can win, win the division. This is their year to show that they're up they're build, building a you know, real building team. a team. I think there's a lot of pressure on Bortles right now, and I think it shows on him. Yeah, like, it does. Uh, and it, the, the, hey, there's that, a question if he's the right guy. Maybe yeah. maybe he's not. Maybe he's a bad decision maker when, when he's faced with pressure, but I don't and think that we're there yet. I don't think we've decided that yet. And more importantly, in the meantime, uh, he's good enough that he's going to keep Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns and Julius the Thomas Allens, busy. Man. The Allens, man. Like, when they get going together, when Julius Thomas makes himself a viable threat in this offense yeah. again, we're talking the same thing we did with San Diego. There's a lot of targets. You can't double cover anybody anymore. Yeah. You need to have a guy out there on every one, and one of them's going to be weak, and they'll blow you up, man. Yep. Yeah. And, right and that's why Bortles has like he's averaged something like 19 fantasy points per game this season. He's, mm-hmm. he's been really good because he's just so many weapons, and yeah. they're a bad team. So what happens with a bad team? You get scored on early because your defense is still like a bunch of 20-year-old kids who don't know how to do man coverage, yeah. so you're just playing this vanilla zone, and everyone's just beating the shit out of you. Yeah. You're down by three touchdowns at the half. And you've got it's to Bortles chuck, times, baby. Chuck like, the ball as yeah. far as you can. Time to arm punt for the rest of the game. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't... I, I have no problem right now investing in, in any of those guys. I saw some... I, I even like TJ Yeldon. Like, oh, yeah. TJ yeah, Yeldon is a guy who uh, hurt himself in week five, but like up to then was averaging like 3.6 in his first mm-hmm. year. And sure, he never broke the plane of the end zone on the ground, but he will. He will. He's a huge buy low for me right now. He's coming back off that groin injury. He can run the ball. You know what else is coming back there uh, that that is intriguing is Denard Robinson. He's another guy that if you have space on your team, you're in a you're in a deeper league and mm-hmm. you need an RB. He's definitely the guy to go to after yep. TJ Yeldon. Oh yeah, for anybody sure. who has faith in um, what's his name is Bortles. No, oh Gerhardt. Gerhardt. Oh. Toby Gerhardt. He's a bad. He's bad. Player. Yeah, and when he comes back. It, it, well, sorry, when Yeldon comes back, Yeldon forces Gerhardt to bench. has no impact on Denard Robinson's snaps. He's a really talented... He's like Woodhead. He's a, he's a quick, short running back. He's proven last year that he can put out monster numbers when they need to play from behind. Uh, I like him. If you, didn't, if you lost out on Theo Riddick and you have a guy like C.J. Spiller on your team where you're like, oh, God, this asshole is useless... Drop C.J. Spiller, pick up Denard Robinson. Is he going to do necessarily do better? No, he had a he had a bad week last week. I, I thought that he was going to be fine last week, but it looks like he was still coming on. You know, he's coming mm-hmm. back from an injury. He says he's been playing with the team. Mm-hmm. It might take him a week, two more. I, this week could be the week. They have a really soft matchup. I think he could put up big numbers. I, he's a guy that that you you should be looking at from a from an upside perspective, right? Like yeah. if 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 he started getting involved in that offense the way Woodhead is in in San Diego, and then uh, Yeldon got more seriously hurt or had to be shut down for the year, then it's going to be the Denard Robinson show because God knows it's not Gerhardt. No. Uh, so there's a lot of talent on Jacksonville, and I would feel pretty confident investing in them. So, so that's the, all the teams. That wraps up the rest of the AFC. Um, so next week we'll do the NFC. Yeah, we'll do two two separate episodes covering you know two quarters of one half of the team. Yeah, the, the league the, again. The, where all the good teams are, pretty much. Other yeah, than Cincinnati. 
yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Other than Cincinnati, really, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up there, and uh, good luck to you guys this week. Um, Enjoy your football. Yeah. Remember, stay away from Thursday nights. Nothing good ever happens on Thursday night. Uh, P.S. I'm starting like 16 players on Thursday night. I'm <laughs> <fucked>. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh,